Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are when this you are hearing this message. God bless you today. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer, and this is Covenant Truth Ministries, and to, this is today's edition of Bible Bites, our episode 160. We're almost halfway through the year. Uh, not quite, but we're close. Um, and my reading for today is found in Job chapter 29 through 31. So I just wanted to make a few comments as I read through those. First of all, in Job 29 and 30, first of all, in, in 29, he's remembering his earlier life in when he lived in health and with his family and his ministry, his career, how he served uh, in the gates of the, the city and how the people responded to him. He's remembering all of those things. Um, he's beginning to, to see those days again in his memories when life was full and productive. He even says, you know, in verse 18, he talks about how he plans to die in his nest. In other words, to die in his comforts with all of these blessings and all of that. And then in chapter 30, he talks about how, but life sure changed. <laughs> he compares his life now with what his life was then. And he sees his sad state now and how others are treating him. And all of this just adds to his grief because he, he remembers what he considered to be better days. And I'm sure they were um, in, in the terms of physical life, yes. In verse 20 through uh, 23, Job even sinks to the place where he is misjudging God's seeming silence and distance from him. He can't see God. He can't hear God right now in this time. And he feels like that, that God has abandoned him, perhaps. He sinks to that place where he even uh, misjudges God's situation and, and what God's involvement is at this point. And beloved, that's an easy place we can fall into. We all are just like Job in that sense, and we have to be very careful. Then in chapter 31, there was a, a good bit in here that I just want to point out. First of all, there's a rhema word here in verse 1 that would be able to help someone who is struggling with lust or immorality. I want to read it. It says in 31 verse 1, it says, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? In other words, this is a, um, this is a, a solution for the problem of lust or immorality. And that is that you make a covenant with your eyes, make a covenant with God in your eyes that God will allow you to have um, pure vision, that you will see and desire accordingly um, for the things that please God in righteousness and in holiness. And he goes on and he talks about in verse 2 through 4, I want to read that to you as well of chapter 31. For what is the allotment of God from above and the inheritance of the Almighty from on high? Is it not destruction for the wicked and disaster for the workers of iniquity? Does he not see my steps and count my ways and count all my steps? And what Job is saying there is basically God sees even secret sins. You know, lust and immoral thoughts may not be seen by other people, not at least until they're acted upon. But God sees them. God sees inside. God sees the heart. And he knows the truth about what our thoughts are, whether they're pure or not. So there's a solution for lust and immorality. And Job is addressing that here. Now, notice that he begins 
for all of this chapter really to go through a bunch of various sins um, and their uh, worthiness for judgment, but also he speaks of his integrity and his separateness from these as if he were holier and, and that type of thing. So we see that occurring here. Um, I want to read verse 15 because in this particular section, welcome as you join in, in this particular section, <clears throat> Job is talking about, let, let's pick it up in verse 13. If I have despised the cause of my, my male or female servants when they complained against me, what then shall I do when God rises up? When he punishes, how shall I answer him? Did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not the same one fashion us in the womb? So what he's saying here, he's talking about if he's mistreated other people, if he's um, not treated servants correctly, he's looked down on them. In a sense, it's, it's dealing with racial injustice or prejudice. And what a timely word for us right now in the midst of some crises in those areas. And I just thought about when I read verse 15, I thought that is a timely word for us did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not the same one fashion us in the womb? Beloved, every single person that is alive or that has ever been alive has been made by the same almighty God creator, and we are equal. There is not one that is better than either than another, and there is not one that is more inferior to any other. We are the same, and we are all made by the same God. And that just really reached out to me. That is a timely word for us right now to remember, when, especially in days of racial turmoil or hatred one for another. This is a true word for us. We are all made by the same God, and we are all equal. Hallelujah. But I want you to see how Job addresses a variety of sins and wickedness in this chapter, all deserving of punishment. In verse 1 through 4, he speaks of immorality and lust. Verse 5 through 8, he speaks about lies, deception, and even following after our emotions and our heart. In verse 9 through 12, he goes back and he speaks again about lust and immorality, immoral desires. And I, I want to speak and just remind you that the, the, there is solution to that. And one of those solutions is found in chapter 31, verse 1 making a covenant with your eyes. Then in verse 13 through 15, he talks about the uh, indifference to the plight of the poor and needy or having people that have had wronged, been wronged and not dealing rightly in judging their case. In verse 16 through 23, he speaks about if he's wronged any of the poor and needy or stolen from them or withheld what they needed that he could have supplied in the New Testament, remember, we're told that how does the love of Christ dwell in us if we can meet someone's need and don't? And so he's talking about that here. In verse 24 through 28, he's, he's speaking about idolatry and materialism. Materialism in making gold your hope and so forth. And idolatry in looking and observing the sun when it shines and the moon and those kinds of things. In verse 29 through 37, he speaks of if even if we rejoice over somebody who hates us when they have demise or destruction or bad times come into their lives. That's a bad thing, too. You know, the 
in Proverbs, we'll read it a little bit later on when we get there, about how um, we are not to rejoice over anybody that is um, suffering any wrong that comes to anyone, and especially to those that we, we hate or that hate us. So he's talking about that here. He's talking about if he's refused hospitality to others or tried to even hide his sins like Adam did, that all of these things are wrong. They are various sins. They are various wickedness. And Job is speaking about, yes, these are wrong things to do, wrong things to have, wrong attitudes to, to foster, and that they're all worthy of judgment and punishment. And then though his problem comes in in verse 35 through 37, where he speaks of his his own arrogance and in his pride. Now, God is going to deal with this in a few more chapters down the road. But he says here, Oh, that I had one to hear me. Here's my mark. Oh, that the Almighty would answer me, that my prosecutor had written a book. Surely I would carry it on my shoulder and bind it on me like a crown. I would declare to him the number of my steps. Like a prince, I would approach him. So we do see that Job's got an arrogance and a pride, prideful heart here in some of these things. But I just really found this to be somewhat of a convicting chapter because here Job really points out several different types of sin, some of them inner sins, secret sins, sins of the heart. And he talks about how all of those things are worthy of judgment. And so it, it reminded me of in 1 John 1 and 9, any of these things that when we read the word, anything that convicts us, you know, the Bible says that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so I just praise God that he does that even here. And then lastly, he ends up and he talks in verse 38 through 40 about how if he's cheated anyone, if he's maybe wronged them in wages and not given them their full due, or if he's um, not treated them rightly, if he's taken advantage of people's kindness and all of those things. So we find in chapter 31 actually a variety of things that if we read through it, God may convict us of different things. And so we need to be sensitive to that Holy Spirit, confess and repent of our sins, and God will forgive us. He is faithful and just to do so, and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And so then it says the words of Job are ended. Now we'll see in the next several chapters about one of his friends. He gives a nice long sermon to Job and, and so forth, and we'll read some of that. But then when, when we get to a few more chapters down the road, we'll see God step into the picture, and God begins to answer Job and he will correct him. He will uh, reveal many things. And so it's, it's, it's good to see that Job's end is not settled here. There is a better end for him that's coming. Praise be to God. So I trust that this message has been a, a blessing to you today. We will continue reading through the book of Job um, beginning tomorrow, Lord willing. And I um, thank you for joining me. I hope you can join us for future episodes of Bible Bites. And God bless you today in Jesus' name.